Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you this week. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show with all the visuals that go along with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. On this week's show, we have a lot to discuss, including a rumor of Adele ditching Caesar's Palace during her residency, an update on the Caesar's Laurel and Diamond Lounges. They changed a policy. Does this mean that they're not coming back? And we update you on the demolition of Fiesta Henderson, talk about permanent closures and for the Mirage. The Raiders have a strange new slogan that they want to roll out. And we update you on the Resorts World robbery. What a crazy story that is. All of that coming up right now. If you like this podcast, consider subscribing in your favorite podcast app. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. A written review is even better. It helps us out a lot. And you can find all of our Vegas-related posts, podcasts, and videos at mtmvegas.com. I did have an issue with the audio in the second half of the show. My primary source of audio recording failed and I had to use a backup. There's a little bit of static, but the quality should be okay. The first half of the show is not affected. Thanks so much again. Let's hit it. So Mark, did you see that pizza at Caesar's new food court? $10 gets you quite a slice of pie. Uh yeah, it's not even like pinup pizza. Like their slices are expensive, but they're massive. At least this just looks like a regular Sabaro slice that you'd pay like four fifty for ten bucks. Man, that's. I mean, I know it's Vegas, but that's that's pretty steep. Caesars. Yeah, that looked uh, really bad. Jacob's life in Vegas. He shared that on Twitter. And uh, just a reminder that all Vegas pizza is not made the same. Yet it all costs a lot of money. Yeah, and I love the gut person that's like, well, if you can't afford it, go stay at Circus Circus. It's like, what What does it have to do with anything? You're just okay because you're at Caesar's Palace. You're okay for them to take more of your money. Like, it doesn't make any sense. They make enough money off us. They don't need to stick it. Pizza's so cheap. It's like the cheapest thing to make. It's, it's frustrating. Glad to get you on your pizza uh, soapbox today. <laughs> yeah, that slice probably cost them like 75 cents to make. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Let's stay with Caesars and talk about Adele. She started her residency this last weekend and it went over well. I read a lot of reviews, all overwhelmingly positive. So that's a good sign. Um, I know you had some issues with some of the set design. Maybe you want to make fun of it. We'll see about that. But let's start with this story. Apparently, Adele was supposed to stay at the Palazzo Suites at the Rio, which is that private, you know, mansion, residence, villa area uh, on the back of the Rio has a private entrance. Uh, got people like Elton John and uh, a lot of others have stayed there. That's where they put all their highest rollers. She wanted to stay in the Augustus Tower at Caesars and uh, ended up flying to win, flying over to win, driving over in a limousine and staying at a golf course villa there. I was so, like, did they chopper her? What are you talking about flying? <laughs> Sorry, I know. Weird words to you. <laughs> She just flew over there. It took her about a second to get out of Caesars. She couldn't wait to get out so fast. So Adele, successful at Caesars. Wynn gets the last laugh because she's staying there, apparently. I mean, as long as they're getting paid, I don't know. Are they giving it to her free or whatever? But yeah, I, I, I'm sure they'd rather have the ticket sales. So Caesars still laughing to the bank. But this whole situation from the beginning, like Adele is one of my favorite singers, you know, beautiful voice, amazing. But I really, I don't like her much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like on the, the person last time. And I know this is like rumors and a daily mirror and stuff. So take it with a grain of salt and whatnot. But the fact that she's at win and, and I don't really understand the, the desire to be in the Augustus tower. Then you're like in a hotel tower with all these other people that you probably don't want to deal with. And they were giving you essentially what you have at win. I'm sure win is, is better and nicer like that. 
that view is insane out the back of, of the picture that they shared. And that's not necessarily her view, but they were giving you that essential setup in their their system. Like, I know it's at Rio, which is like, ew, but you're, you're still getting like your own private area, no people around or whatever. But let's say she does have that view, uh, you know, of the golf course. How weird would it be while you're putting and you see like Adele just swimming in a pool <laughs> right across from the green? That's all part of the green fees uh, i don't know i mean you would think that caesars if this was true would offer her a room wherever she wanted in any other properties like why would you oh true yes yes yeah. i mean she sold out every show um, they even added two new shows so if people are looking to get tickets on december 30th and new year's eve they have uh, two new shows that they added you can get a verified <laughs> fan from Ticketmaster if that's going to work they want you to buy <laughs> some t-shirts or something to get a you know your ranking sent up like taylor swift <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know what the truth is of this. Glad the residency went over well. People seem to really enjoy it. After she cancels in January, uh, a lot of people are upset with her. Hopefully this redeems her. Adding new shows. She already added more shows when she reannounced the residency than she had originally scheduled. And now she's adding two more shows. So I think overall that's good for fans. Hopefully more inventory out there. They'll get a chance to see it. But those prices are insane. And even the, the prices from Ticketmaster Direct are going to be crazy insane. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you want, if you're going to be in Vegas around New Year's, you might want to go see Adele. Lovely. Yeah, show. I mean, I, I get it. Like Caesar should have just given her what she wants, and and I don't know what that picture is in there because I can't imagine that's the room she wanted. That's in the article. It looks like just a standard room or whatever. But they they talk to a gambler who gets you know comp there, and it's for the high rollers and stuff. And I'm sure the the suites, you know, the area is for their highest of high rollers. So what are you giving up here? And maybe she walked outside into the casino at Rio. And realized what uh, <laughs> what she didn't like that. the uh, festivities that night the uh, the whole uh, show. <laughs> oh god, that place is in in such rough shape. So yeah, I mean, I can see it. The Palazzo Suites were originally built similar to the villas at Mirage or the residences at MGM Grand or the mansions at MGM Grand. So you know that's that type of place. But who knows how much money's been poured into it? So maybe it's luxury from fifteen years ago. I don't know. Uh, but uh, you know those those wind. Uh, villas go for upwards of $30,000 a night. We don't know if she's paying, but uh, we wish her well with the residency. Glad that she finally got here. And uh, another reason Vegas is so important in the entertainment space, because you have all these big names coming, doing their shows. So many great residencies. I think Katy Perry has set a high bar of new residencies in the last couple of years. Uh, but, and uh, she's likable. <laughs> On that note, uh, let's talk, let's talk uh, numbers really quick. Just, a quick update from the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority with the September 22 numbers. And uh, it's pretty much in line with what we've seen. What was really interesting to me is visitor volume was only down 3% in September 2022 compared to 2019. And uh, conventions were down 18%. So that tells you you're getting a lot more leisure travelers. And basically the numbers have recovered all the way uh, from 2019. But uh, the room rates are still insane. Uh, the average daily rate, 187.18. That's up 36.5% from 2019. Rev par revenue per available room up 28.5% to 155.55. So... Vegas still doing really well. Record prices. Ridiculous. That's yep. crazy. <laughs> like, you know, they're down, but they're making more money. And and yes, inflation, all that stuff, unsure economy, you know, that's a 10% bump there at, at most probably. And they're at 30% up, 28%. So they're really just sticking it to the travelers because they're still getting, I think a lot of people that are 
you know, visiting for the first time since since COVID and everything. So they're still charging what they want. I don't know when it will come. Maybe it will never come to the end. Maybe we're just now, uh, you know, it's L.A., New York, and, and Vegas. Like, that's where we're at. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, the prices seem to, to support that and people are paying it. One other interesting thing is that passengers coming via the airplane is up 10% from 2019. So people are flying in more than ever. And as you say, that makes it a destination. And it doesn't seem to be slowing down despite... The fact that the average rate is 36.5% more than it was in 2019, which is just insane. But yeah, they're printing money, basically. That's all I can really say about that. Yeah, and then they still charge you 10 bucks for pizza. So cool. And uh, they close <laughs> their uh, their Laurel lounges, their Diamond lounges. Uh, another update from Caesars really quick is that they sent out an email this week kind of expanding their COVID protocol for their Laurel lounges. If people don't know, the Laurel slash they used to be called Diamond Lounges were places where you could go and get free drinks. They had a buffet at night, usually light stuff, not anything like for a full meal. Uh, but many of them were really good. Mark and I even did a diamond uh, crawl, what, a few years ago where we went to pretty much all of them, right, in one night. Yeah, so. I think we made it to everyone except for Planet Hollywood, which I went to the next day just to complete yeah. the, the circle. <laughs> yeah, and the, the Planet Hollywood one I really liked. It was upstairs. It kind of had this, I don't know, it had a really cool kind of old school vibe. Caesar's one, Caesar's Palace one was really nice. Many of the others, Harris, I really liked that one. But they all closed with COVID. And then the policy became to give like free drinks to to Diamond Plus and Seven Stars members. Now they've sort of solidified that, getting what, four $25 drink vouchers for those members. And then I think they throw in a $10 food credit for Seven How Stars cheap is members. That? Ten, $10. <laughs> yeah, $10 for your best rollers, Seven food. Stars, yeah. <laughs> Seven I mean, stars. Here's a here's a ten. That they'll probably get like half of a, a muffin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's sort of insane. But as you point out in the article you wrote on MilesToMemories.com, this may be the end of the Diamond Lounges or Laurel Lounges in Las Vegas. This sort of seems like they're permanently putting this in place. They've made it easier to redeem the drink vouchers. You can do it directly at the participating venues, of which there are many across all the properties. And we have a list in our article. I'll put in the description. So bad news for people who like those lounges. They were really great back in the day when you regularly diamond members would get it i used to hang out there all the time with my status matched membership uh, to diamond so i never gambled and i still took advantage of those lounges so those were the good old days yeah you were no you more. guys were the ones that ruined it you yeah cheapskates no just ruined it ruined um it for everybody i think overall this is this is probably a bit better but yeah you know it's just a cost-cutting measure really and uh, we, we already saw them take out the one at Paris to put in the Vanderpump restaurant. So this was kind of known that it would be going this way. But, you know, I, f I feel like this email was like the last straw. Maybe not all of them will go away, but uh, who knows? There is one place in Las Vegas where you can go to a lounge. I, I stumbled across this the other day. The Rampart Casino, uh, of all places, for their Summerlin premiere and elite card holders, they have a lounge called the Summerlin Room with a full buffet in uh, drinks and everything else, open noon to eight on Monday through Saturday, Sunday 10 to eight. So it's full hours all day. So I, I guess they're treating their players really well up there at the at the Rampart, which is good. And that's that's the uh, casino that you could transfer the points one to one to Marriott, right? The to Bonvoy points, yep. which is a really great deal. Man, if I was a local and I and I gambled, I'd probably even though I know it's probably not the most happening place or exciting place. I feel like they you know, from what I've read, offer the best deal to, to their players as far as now you have the lounge that you know about and the op option to turn them into tra uh, Bonvoy points for travel or airfare and all kinds of stuff. So it, it seems like they do a, a good job for their players. Yeah, it's cool to see. I was fun to run across that in a day where we've lost so many of those lounges. All right. So a couple quick things to talk about. Highest grossing restaurants in the U.S. 10 Vegas restaurants are on that list. 
The highest grossing Vegas restaurant is number seven, and that is top of the world at Stratosphere. Made $25.7 <laughs> million. So uh, that's crazy. You know, that yeah, that's a surprise. Uh, you know, I would have thought it would be lower on the list, but it shows you the prices are high there, and they must be doing really good business. Well, it just goes to show you, if you put a restaurant on top of something, like a roof or, you know, at the top of a needle, or if it spins, you know, I'm signing up, I'm going. <laughs> so I think that's what everybody does. The gimmickiness of it works. So if you have a, re- a restaurant that spins in your city and I'm there, I'm going up for a drink. <laughs> it's happening. I do love spinning restaurants. I like that restaurant, too. I haven't eaten there in many years, but the views are great. And it's, you know, the Las Vegas Strip from a thousand feet above. So it is very unique. And the restaurant spins as you're eating. So you get that whole view. It, it is cool. But the prices are, are really high. Hence their uh, revenue. Other ones on the list, Joe's Seafood Prime Steak and Stone Crab, which is at the Forum Shops, a very well-reviewed restaurant, a number 25, Bizarre Meat 29. And, uh, you know, the rest of the list, I'll throw it up on screen. Nothing really surprised. These are kind of the top-level restaurants in Las Vegas. Hell's Kitchen at Caesars Palace, number 47 in the country. So uh, not a surprise. Good for Joe's. I feel like Joe's always outbattles. You know, they don't get as much uh, credit as they deserve with some of the bigger-named restaurants, but they've been delivering uh, great stuff for a long time. Yeah, it's kind of cool to see, you know, three restaurants that aren't in on in like a big strip property that that are at the top of the list, the top three. So that's kind of cool. I mean, I guess Forum Shops is in, but it's not like in the casino. So I feel like that's uh, kind of unique and unexpected. I wouldn't have uh, guessed that. And Mon Amagabi, did I say it right? I don't know. I always Mon Amigabi. <laughs> Send all your hate comments to, to whatever Mark and miles to memories.com. <laughs> I, I love uh, that's my favorite place to have breakfast, like on a nice morning overlooking the fountain area and, and just, you know, kind of a chill place. Uh, it's in Paris is one of my my probably my most underrated uh, location in Vegas. So I, I, I have a soft spot for that restaurant. So glad to see it on the list. Yeah, it's a great restaurant. Great views out from their patio watching the fountains. Uh, their breakfast is really popular there, too. So they do business breakfast, lunch, dinner. Way better than Egg really Slut. <laughs> yes, <laughs> way better than uh, Egg Slut. And it's mile long lines that you find. All right. So last story the Fiesta in Henderson. We have an update. In fact, from two different people, a friend of mine uh, sent some pictures of them destroying the tower. So there will be no implosion in Las Vegas uh, for the Fiesta Henderson. They're taking it down with a crane. And then another reader sent me even more pictures, just coincidentally. So uh, I'll show those now. The tower's coming down pretty quickly. It'll probably be just a couple weeks before it's gone. No big boom, though. I'm really disappointed about that. Yeah, I wonder what the cost difference is. Like, is it better to, to blow it up? Is it cheaper, you know, having the engineers figure it all out is, is you know, more, more cost than it's worth, but it's quicker. And they don't really need to do this quickly, I don't think. So I'm guessing this is the cheaper route. But yeah, it would have been cool to see another boom. Yeah, cheaper. And what's happened over the years is around the Fiesta Henderson site, there's been a lot of houses built. And so there's a lot of residential areas fairly close to where that tower is. So I imagine the dust and the other issues with an implosion are probably a concern because, I mean, there's probably houses a few hundred feet away, you know, from their property. So yeah, that kind of makes sense. And you're right. It's probably cheaper to just take it down slowly than (laughs) the big boom, but uh, not as fun for show. But also this isn't getting replaced with anything. So there's no like, we're blowing this up to build something new. They're just going to sell off the land, probably build more houses there. So it just comes to sort of a quiet end as they slowly chip away at it the uh, closed COVID casino. We already saw Texas get torn down. Uh, I haven't seen an update on Fiesta up in Rancho. We'll see if we can get one for you. But Fiesta Henderson, no more. That tower is coming down floor by floor. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Now, what's great, though, is this week is Thanksgiving, Mark, so happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there, and uh, we really appreciate it. We had a great video last week. One of our videos did super well, and thanks to everybody who subscribes. So, Mark, did you see that food carts have moved into the Las Vegas Strip? We're turning into New York. We're maturing as a city. You can now buy hot dogs right on the... Uh... Those are the saddest, jankiest food carts I've ever seen. Maybe, like, even the shopping carts in Mexico City seemed better than these, <laughs> these food carts. And people in Mexico City is great because they just have, like, a shopping cart with, like, hot coals in them and they're cooking corn or elote. And, uh, oh, so good. Those are lotes. Oh, man. But these things, I don't even know what they are. Like, there's no umbrella. There's no, it just seems like they just threw up a thing. And I don't even know, you know, if it's safe with the heating element. It it seems crazy. Are these, like, regulated at all? Or are there just people, like, all of a sudden putting up carts everywhere? It's unclear. Vital Vegas seems to think that they're not regulated. I would think with the amount of police and everything that if they didn't have a license to be out there that they would get shut down pretty quickly. But I don't know. I'm surprised if it is legal, that nobody's ever tried it before, or maybe they have. I haven't, I've never seen any food carts out there, but it looks like they're all over now. So enjoy your uh, five-day-old hot dog. I love, I mean, I love street meat more than, than anybody, but I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Black Friday. We have a ton of Vegas news to talk about, but first, just want to remind everybody, we have our Black Friday deals, Amazon deals link in the description. If you're shopping on Amazon anytime through the holiday season, you use the link, it helps to support the channel. And you or can find anytime. all of the deals. Yeah, or anytime. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for doing that. Happy Black Friday. Hope your Thanksgiving was great. Let's get into the news. Mirage has announced, or Mirage slash Hard Rock slash MGM has announced that the dolphin habitat and the secret garden, which is where all the animals are, are closed permanently. They closed, what, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. When, or maybe a little bit longer when a dolphin died and Hard Rock has said they do not plan to reopen it and they're working together to replace the animals, to move the animals to a safe place. But that's opening up a big chunk of land. One other thing we learned is that they're going to destroy this before they start construction on the guitar tower. So it's all going to start uh, basically as they transition over from MGM to Hard Rock. I'm excited for this big plot of land to open up and that the animals are uh, going to a good place. This is where they move the volcano to, right? This one, they pave it over. They just, they just push it back there. Guitar with volcano. <laughs> no, they put a pool in with a nice volcano, though. There probably. That's what I'm guessing. Is this going to be a nice pool area? Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, it's kind of sad that it, we we planned that or we thought this was going to happen a you know a month or whatever ago that they w wouldn't open. But it's sad that they didn't have like a roll up to the, the closing, like. Say, hey, if you love this area, come and see it before December, whatever. You know, and they just didn't have that possibility with the animals being in danger and all that stuff. And they didn't want to deal with it or have the headlines, I imagine. So it's kind of sad for the people that really did enjoy this area that they don't get to say their goodbyes. But, you know, we kind of knew this was coming and not surprising. I'm guessing it was a lost leader for them. And it was kind of something they did, one, because Steve Wynn loved it when he built it. And then also for Siegfried and Roy, they loved it too. So I don't know. It's, it's you know, another thing of Vegas gone, but exciting to see what they bring in there. Yeah, it seems like it's a thing of another time. I think the way we look at animals is a little bit different. And having those animals in the middle of the desert in the harsh environment, maybe not the best thing. So I, I think this is good. It's also a no-brainer for Hard Rock. They need that land. They're big on their pool areas. They're big on their resort stuff. And Mirage has a nice pool, but not 
to the hard rock level. So, I mean, not that they've announced they're going to put a pool there, but that seems like the likely place for that, given the guitar towers going on the front of the property. That's a big chunk of land. So it makes sense from a business standpoint and from every other standpoint. But to your point, it's a, a big part of history. Siegfried and Roy, the original Mirage with Steve Wynn building it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of fitting that as this Mirage era ends, that uh, this big part of it ends too. But uh, hopefully they, they build a pool with a big volcano in the middle of it. That's what I'm hoping they do, but uh, probably not. Yeah, that would be cool. I don't know if they will, but, you know, you could be virgin after they build the, these cool pool areas and just pave over them because that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they ruined the old Hard Rock uh, pool over at Virgin. Uh, but, yeah, let us know what you guys think. Are you happy that this is shutting down? Are you sad you didn't get a chance to visit one last time because of the sudden closure? Uh, is this good news for the future of Hard Rock? As, uh, you know, we're probably less than a month away before the end of the year. Uh, supposedly the middle of December, though, when they switch over. So coming very, very soon. Although the Mirage name could stay for up to three years. So that will stay for a while. All right. So this is crazy, Mark. It seems like sporting events are just like falling over themselves to come to Las Vegas now. Uh, you know, it started with like the NBA All-Star Game and the NFL Draft. NFL announced the Super Bowl for 2024. Now we got all the Formula One craziness for 2023. But now the big event is coming home. And I say that because March Madness is such a big thing in Las Vegas for betting and all this other stuff. And now the Final Four will be coming to Las Vegas in 2028. So we got to wait a while. Coming to Allegiant Stadium. Mark, do they usually play the Final Four in football stadiums? Yeah, this started, you know, early 2000s, mid, you know, like 2005, 2006, somewhere like that. Like they even had it at Ford Field in Detroit in 2009. So they started back then because you could fit a lot more fans, you know, sell more tickets. The atmosphere isn't as good as it is, you know, for the regional games that are usually played in a basketball, you know, an NBA stadium or, or even a college stadium sometimes an arena for for made for basketball so you don't get quite the same atmosphere and the sight lines aren't always great i did go to the final four i went to the one in minneapolis a couple years ago too which was also in the football stadium so you know you lose a little bit but you also can actually afford to get tickets you know because there's sixty thousand versus twenty thousand. so you know anytime they build a new stadium they want to show it off so i'm not surprised but you know who got it the year before you guys no who did coming back to detroit baby <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you know, they, they got a, that's a nice appetizer for the 2028 oh. uh, Final Four in Vegas. I mean, it's going to be crazy, right? This is, uh, March Madness is so big here, and I think this is going to be to the level of like a Super Bowl weekend or Formula One, or maybe close to that level anyway. I think we're going to get a ton of people. It's going to be a very lively atmosphere. It really blows my mind, the level of sports that we have here now and how quickly it's exploded, whether it's minor league sports, uh, you know, venues. Different teams, you know, obviously the professional sports with the Golden Knights and the Raiders. Don't forget about the WNBA team. Come on. Oh, God, yeah. The Las Vegas Aces win the, uh, win the WNBA championship, too. So, yeah, great times with that. Now, if you are looking to come to Vegas and do a show, Cirque is actually having a Black Friday sale with some pretty good uh, deals. I'm guessing that this sort of means that they're having trouble filling up their theaters, you know, because you don't offer 50% off tickets, but they are going to give 50% off tickets November 25th through the 28th if you buy them on those dates. 50% off, oh, Michael Jackson won, 
The Beatles love Ka, Matt Apple, and Mystere. So yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty good deal. Although I haven't looked at ticket prices lately. I'm guessing that they're probably double what they used to be. So, you know, maybe not such a win. They're doing the old Kohl's thing where they <laughs> mark it up so you can use your Kohl's cash. Yeah, you know, I, I, I can't think of any time that I've noticed these shows, Cirque shows being on sale before. Like they're rarely in tickets for less. And I mean, I haven't looked at them in a couple of years, but I know back in the day you could never find them on the discount resellers or anything like that. So it's kind of surprising. Maybe this is finally the Vegas, you know, expense is softening a bit. You know, we haven't seen it in the hotel revenue par- uh, portion of it, but maybe shows and stuff outside of headliners like Adele and stuff are starting to feel the crunch a bit. So uh, it doesn't surprise me a lot, but, you know, I'll take advantage of it for sure. Cause those are, you know, some shows that have been around forever and people love them. So if you can get a half off, if it's legit a half off, that's amazing. Um, you know, I'd love to see love again. Most likely that show is going to go away. You know, that's signed through the end of 2023 under the new ownership of hard rock. So that's one I would like to see. I still haven't seen Michael Jackson one, um, or of course, Matt Apple, the new one at New York, New York. So I might be, uh, I might be buying some tickets. We'll see what the, what the I'm prices are. Say i love car i love car i love that stage uh but you know i would probably pick some others first just because of you know nostalgia slash i haven't seen them just just show up like 45 minutes in when the stage starts to rotate and then you're good you got 15 minutes (laughs) you know that's all i care about right is the is the show that's all that that anybody cares about (laughs) but it's cool even even, you know what's crazy it is cool it's been around they could do it 20 minutes and everybody would be happy out done (laughs) They could do like five shows a night that way, right? It's just the the twirling stage show. Yeah, it's crazy that that still holds up so many years later, Uh, you know, because I I don't know, it's been 15 years or more since uh, Koss started. So that stage was well ahead of its time, and it seems like it's still holding up well. All right, so let's move on. Another new casino, the Wildfire in downtown was announced. I think it was earlier this year. It's basically on the site of the old showboat, uh, which turned into castaways before it closed. I don't know, about 15 years ago. And Station Casinos has kept their license active on there. I guess once a year they would set up a like a trailer with a bunch of machines and run it for a little bit, and that allowed them what? to keep the license. Yeah, that's this is actually something that happens quite often. So oh, wow. in order to keep a gaming license, I think it's once a year you have to operate something. So they'll bring a trailer in of machines and put it on the property to satisfy those requirements. And I believe Stations did that all this time. But now they're building this new wildfire, and they... Revealed new deal- details about construction. It's coming along. Hi, hop, gonna- baby. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why are you spoiling it for everybody? I know I mean, that was my big surprise that IHOP is coming. Uh, but it's going to be, you know, 21,000 square feet built from the ground up. It will feature an IHOP and then a Tacos El Pastor, which I haven't heard of that particular taco shop, but some people seem to be interested or really excited about that. Um, it's located on basically uh, Fremont and Charleston area. So, you know, a couple miles from the Fremont Street experience, but in downtown. And I think it looks really nice. This is their neighborhood brand. And I mean, I don't really get it because they knocked down, you know, three, four casinos, these bigger properties. And this is what they're moving to towards. Maybe, you know, less overhead and all that. It looks kind of like a Dave and Buster's from the outside to me. Or, <laughs> or like a sports bra, sports bra, sports bar. Uh, it, it doesn't, you know, there's nothing that's really drawing you in and, I know it's a locals casino, but you still expect a little bit of something. It just seems very vanilla, very plain. Maybe it's all focused on the gaming experience or or just the rewarding, you know, the players type of thing and, and getting them in there. It, who doesn't want to use comps on some pancakes? I mean, <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, IHOP. Uh, there used to be, it's funny, there used to be an A-frame IHOP. It's still there. It's like a taco shop now just down the street. 
Uh, so I guess it's all coming full circle. Wildfire is their, you know, it's their like local neighborhood brand that they've done. And it started with the Wildfire on Rancho, which, by the way, is right across from the two closed casinos, Fiesta in Texas. So they also own that and they kept the Wildfire open and they've bought various properties around town. I think there's like nine or 10 of them now. So they range from almost like what you're saying, like kind of bar type things that are kind of casinos to some of the ones are a little bit bigger. But this isn't going to be the size of their like, you know, Green Valley Ranch, Red Rock, those types of things. But, you know, I think that area with, you know, the arts district coming up, even though this is a little bit uh, to the east of that, I think that area has sort of grown and there aren't any casinos that are kind of local in that specific area. So I I think it's going to do pretty well. It looks pretty nice. And uh, it's not going to be Durango. I'm looking forward to Durango, but it's something and it opens in February. So it's not too long to wait for it. Yeah, it does seem like they're getting it together uh, fairly quickly. So it'll be interesting to see come February, you know, something new to touch and, and check out and kind of the, the first of the new wave of casinos coming out. So it'll be exciting. For sure. What's also exciting is the Raiders' new slogan. IHOP. That's what's exciting. <laughs> yes, IHOP. I can't believe you ruined my uh, big surprise. <laughs> Chris Angel right. will make those pancakes disappear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris Angel's going to be performing in the parking lot on opening <laughs> night. So uh, make sure you get it's your tickets now. It's too big. It's too big. Too many seats. <laughs> All right. Oh, so. yeah. Chris Angel has a 90% off uh, deal for Black Friday, too. It's just called regular price. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I, people out there are going to either be really happy or really not happy. So. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the Raiders and their big idea to, I guess they trademarked a new saying. And everybody knows Las Vegas is known as Sin City. So the Raiders, what do they have, three wins so far this year? Uh, They have decided that they're going to market the term win city, like W-I-N. I I get it, you know, gambling win, rhymes with sin, but not the right time to do this. I mean, sell it to the Knights, maybe. (laughs) If you just won a Super Bowl, okay, maybe. And it still sounds over the top, like it's just terrible. They should be called like a rest city for the players at, <laughs> on the Raiders or something. You guys haven't done anything. You've been pretty terrible. The only reason you're selling tickets is because of the new stadium. Two, three more years, it's going to be half empty, I think, most games if they keep on this road. So, I don't know. Yeah, Win City, just delusional. You know, Ford family-esque. <laughs> or maybe adopting this will change the culture and they're going to start winning again. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Hopefully, this is, they yeah. have had a rough All they start needed was some swag. If they had swag, they would have played better, I swear. Yeah, they'll believe. They will believe in it. So, yeah, let's, let's uh, you know, it's interesting. We'll see that coming. All right. So, last story, I did want to update everybody on that Resorts World robbery because it's kind of a crazy story. They caught the guy as they generally do. And uh, we learned a lot more details about what happened. Like, for instance, he wore like a dirty blonde wig, took his taxi there, then took the taxi back home. And they tracked him to an apartment building, finding that out. And then this guy Who went back. Who takes a taxi back to your house like an idiot? But, but, but then listen, he <laughs> got his car and then he drove back to Resorts World to observe the police, you know, investigating the crime. And Dude, the cr- everybody always does. All criminals, they go back. I don't know they why. Go back. They just do. But then this guy also is on parole, I think, or probation for robbing the Venetian in 2020. So he's a serial casino robber. And uh, in 2020, he did the same thing. He handed a note to a cashier basically saying, you know, I know where you live. Uh, Don't use the alarm. You know, I'm watching you, things like that. He got 15K from the Venetian. And in this robbery, similar thing, 
he he put on the note, fill the bag or I will shoot you. And then uh, the cashier gave him $6,000 and he left. That's terrible. Terrible to put people through that. Glad he's caught, but it's just a strange story with everything he did wearing weird wigs. He's robbed the Venetian before. And then the fact that he went back. Time to put up the bulletproof glass with like the, the rotating thing to give your money. And then they can be like, yeah, go for it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but it, unfortunately, you don't want the... No, you know, I you don't, don't want your cashier that, cage to look like a Seven Eleven in you know in Los Angeles or something. So. Yeah, no, I mean that wouldn't work, but it is kind of crazy that you know he keeps doing this and that he's on parole at all when you're robbing places. You know, you should be in jail, I guess. But uh, hopefully he's gone for a while. I feel I wonder if it's more about the rush, the fact that he's coming back and he's done it a couple times. I doubt it's about the money, but I mean uh, d- criminals are so stupid sometimes. Well, like you're taking a cab that's going to have you know, history and reports and all that stuff. And you do it right to where you live. Like, come on, man, think a little bit, go somewhere else and then get another cab and then another one and then go home. Or yeah. Walk. I mean, I, I think the thinking <laughs> star stops when you decide to rob a, a casino True. like that. Cause I mean, it's True. so, it, there's so much surveillance and there's also surveillance now on all the traffic lights and stuff. So they can really track things, even if he wasn't in a taxi, but to your point, it's just easy enough. Talk to the taxi driver and, find out or you know obviously cars are tracking where they're going so it doesn't seem like based on the article it's very difficult for them to find him uh and uh doesn't seem like maybe he's all there but you know it's good that it's solved and feel bad for that cashier having to do that you know that note specifically saying i'm going to shoot you that's really terrible and yeah. uh feel for them so this it wasn't the same guy that did both of them then the what was the other because the local no he didn't do the gold coast no that was somebody okay. else so um so yeah so that's uh an update on the big robbery in Las Vegas, and it's, lot, it's getting a lot more media attention now that they've solved it, almost as if they want to send a message. We caught the guy, but they didn't cover it nearly as much when they hadn't no caught way. the guy. No way. They would never do I that. Know. I mean, they did <laughs> get a little bit kidding. of coverage. <laughs> uh, sarcasm. All right. Well, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving week. We were going to talk about all the holiday stuff that because of all this news. We'll do that next week and uh, let you know all the holiday Cool stuff, including we got some beautiful pictures, video from Bellagio, the new conservatory is open, all of that. Don't forget to hit up the comments. Let us know what you think about all of these topics, the new casino, the robbery, the final four coming to Las Vegas. Let's discuss it down there. And if you like the channel, don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you receive notifications of all of our videos. We do new videos Tuesdays and Fridays. So if you missed the video from earlier this week, don't, go, don't forget to go back and watch it. Lots of good stuff there. In the meantime, thanks so much for watching. See you guys next week. Have a good weekend.